Well, good afternoon. It is uh, December the 29th, 2022. Only a few days left in this year. I took some time off this week uh, just to relax and do some fishing down on the Guadalupe River. And as I was fishing, I started remembering a story that I wrote a number of years ago, and it was called The Fisherman. It first appeared in The Last Storyteller. And then, uh, about two years ago now, uh, The Last Storyteller was put on Audible and <clears throat> narrated by uh, a very talented gentleman named Lou Del Bianco. And so I'm going to uh, share that story with you here today. It's called The Fisherman. And listen, if you like it, be sure and, uh, and hit the subscribe button. And uh, we'll also be uh, doing some plans for the new year, which will be including giving away some of my books and some of my audibles. So here it is by Lou Del Bianco, The Fisherman. The Fisherman. The glacier-fed waters of the Russian River run crystal clear. I can see the elk hair caddis fly with its chartreuse fibers jutting from the fish's mouth. Experience tells me the fly's razor-sharp hook is not sunk deep into the flesh of the rainbow trout. Indeed, it is barely hanging on. Finesse will be required. The black speckling and dusky pink center stripe running the length of her glorious body reminds me of why I'm here. She's over 30 inches long, not a record, but a lifetime story. God made days like today to be remembered and retold forever. It was awe-inspiring. A perfect roll cast. A luminous green braided line matures into a glorious loop, shedding sprinkles of water from its back. The fly floats downward softly, landing on the ice-blue waters. The fish turns her sleek form, inhales the caddish fly. I test the hook. The river splashes against her struggles. And then... Heavy footfalls of a brown bear crashing through the underbrush punctuate the landscape. Rocks tumbling down the steep bank into the confines of the frigid river disturbs the Russian serenity. The she-bear comes to an abrupt halt, her breath heavy and rapid. I turn my eyes away from the prized rainbow and the flowing river to see the red-brown of her spring coat, her white teeth, the searching eyes. She doesn't see me. Slowly, I move to my left and back a solitary step. I now stand between two massive pine trees. The tree on my right conceals me from the bear. The tip of my fly rod, laying bare, is pointing at the morning sky, the braided line stretching out past the river's bank, over the pristine waters, held taut by the rainbow trout. Small beads of the river water continue to fall from the line. The fish dives to the bottom of the shallow river, wiggling her silky body against a sandy bottom, causing a seal, a suction against the pull of my fly rod. She is safe for the moment. I am not. Keeping the line taut, I peek around the tree. The bear is sniffing the air, her jet-black nose quivering rapidly. A bear's sense of smell is very keen. I can't remember if they have good or poor eyesight. I pray it's the latter. She has found my red lunch bag, the kind with a zipper around three sides and thermal lining on the interior. She smells the dried salmon jerky. I curse my wife under my breath. Who puts fish in a lunch bag? We live in Alaska. There are bears in Alaska. Bears eat fish. Stupid. I forgot to close the zipper. 
Who's the stupid one? One swipe of her massive paw and the bag rips apart. An ear-splitting snap of her powerful jaws and the salmon is consumed. She sniffs at the remnants of the red bag. Nothing more to eat here. A second swipe and the injured bag soars into the river, carried away by the current never to be seen again. I check my line. Still tight, tip pointing at eleven o'clock. The rainbow is still there. My arms are bent, holding the pole against my chest. They are beginning to ache. Beads of sweat drop from brow to a pine-needle blanket below my feet. The brown bear strolls to the water's edge. If I tug on the line, the fish might break water. The bear spies the fish. The bear runs to the fish. The bear eats the fish. My fish. It would give me a chance to reach down and remove my pistol from the holster. I could shoot off a couple of rounds. Not at the bear. That would be deadly stupid. But the report may frighten her away, with the remains of my fish hanging from her jaws. I hold the line steady. Maybe someone will come. Probably not. The tourist, I call them pukers, don't venture this far upriver because of the bears. They stop downstream before the confluence of the Russian and Kenai River. That's where the salmon are. Easy pickings. The pukers will sing, fish on, fish on, not knowing what they are doing or what a real fish is. Rainbow trout? Now that's a fish. Besides, it's too early for them and too cold. Nobody's coming. The bear is looking towards me. Good eyesight? I can't remember. She turns her massive head back to the river. I wonder if she can see my fish hiding in the rocks. Buzzing. Suddenly a buzzing fills my right ear. Mosquito! I close my eyes and hold my breath. They're attracted to our breath, you know. Maybe not. That might be some Alaska bull crap. Moose crap? The buzzing gets louder. A most uncontrollable urge to slap at the incessant buzzing insect consumes me. Better than the bear consuming you, I almost smile. Just land, you little piece of dung. Stick your proboscis wherever the hell you want, suck some blood, and fly away. More buzzing. She has friends. I could slap at them. That's a problem. I think if I could do it without the she-bear hearing, she seems preoccupied now. But to slap at the buzzing bugs means taking one hand off my fly rod. The line will go slack. The fish, my fish, will spit out the hook. She escapes. She swims the way of the red lunch bag, never to be seen again. The buzzing is not that bad. I stand firm. I was wrong. The bear is not preoccupied. She's hunting. She senses me. Her eyes follow the line. Up from the river, into the sky. She stares up into the early morning sky, squinting against the sun. Land of the midnight sun. I should be sleeping. So too the bear. Her neck stretches back, following the line's descent. She's a smart one. She spies the tip of the spay rod quivering innocently. She focuses it as if entertained by this micro-dance. She has seen me. Shaking her head, she roars, turning her eyes back to the Russian river. She knows my fish is there. Back to me, to the fish, me, the fish, a choice to be made. Stefan, someone calls. 
It's Ivan. I recognize his brusque Russian accent, stretching the S before delivering the Tevin. The tree on my right blocks my view, but I hear the ground below his boots crumble away as he descends the steep bank. He must have seen me. He must not have seen the bear. Ivan Vasiliev has been my neighbor and friend since I arrived in Alaska eight years ago. He taught me how to fly fish, how to kayak the kanai, how to smoke salmon, and 32 other ways to prepare the beloved fish. He introduced me to the Russian River and her populace of rainbow trout. When my wife went into early labor with our second child, I was working a three-week shift in Prudho Bay. Ivan took her to the hospital, got a sitter for child number one, and even helped with the breathing techniques until she relented and screamed for the drugs. Ivan is my best friend. The bear sees him, forgetting me, forgetting the Russian river and the snagged treasure that awaits at the end of my line, the massive animal turns. The muscles in her shoulders and hindquarters billow, exposing her great strength and speed. Ivan is halfway down the bank before he spots the she-bear. Digging his heels into the rocky ground, his descent stops abruptly, pitching him forward. Ivan's knees slam into the earth. He skids a few feet closer to the bear. With every muscle rippling, the bear stands, stretching her quivering snout to the heavens she roars. Leaning slightly, I can now see Ivan's face. Our eyes meet for a moment. He refocuses, eyes finding the pistol hanging on my side. He nods his head, oh so slightly. My hands are frozen to the fly rod, the cork spongy beneath my grip. Vibration is felt signaling the impatient trout's desire to be caught or move on. The weight of the pistol magnifies with each passing second. More sweat pours to the ground. Ivan nods again, his eyes wide. What are you waiting for? They scream. The bear roars. She turns her head to me, sniffs the air. Ivan screams, Stephen, the gun, the gun. The bear's massive head turns toward his cries. Another decision to be made. The rainbow trout, sensing something amiss, breaks away from the river's bottom. The reel spins rapidly as the line is claimed by the running rainbow. The bear roars, again dropping to all fours, her glaring black eyes watching Ivan, my friend. She runs. Ivan falls. Setting the hook, I close my eyes.